So the reading is from Ezekiel chapter 47, first 12 verses, verses 1 to 12. The man, the man, the man brought me back to the entrance to the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Araba, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engelain. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea, but the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Tanya, that's great. Um, so uh, I've been able to go back into the hospital doing chaplaincy on a Tuesday morning. I was in Tuesday morning to a staff member, talking to a staff member, who, who described what it was like during the second wave, January, February time, and how in her ward it was, it was truly awful. Um, full of COVID patients, young people dying before their time. And it hit home for me just as I listened. This was a tragedy, and it was, of course, replicated all across the country. But you know, this isn't from, something that happened far away. This happened right here in Pembury. Uh, and we need to acknowledge that. It's not a negative thing to do. We need to acknowledge the reality of what has happened in our land. We've had a terrible time of loss, lost lives lost health uh, and all the other losses that have gone along with it too lost jobs 
um, and uh, loss of freedom and just all sorts of things too. But we have faced a really tough time. Uh, the Bible has a response for when we're going through a tough time, we've lost things. And it's a response that is lament. And it's an acknowledgement of the pain. It's grieving with those who grieve. It's mourning with those who are mourning. It's being real. It's looking it at it in the eye and saying, this is what the reality has been. Now for Ezekiel, they'd been through a time of lamentation and they were going to go through further lamentation. It was a terrible time in the history of the people of God. The book before Ezekiel is called Lamentations. Because at that time, the people lost everything. Ezekiel prophesies that they're going to lose everything, and then they do lose everything. They lose their home, they lose their land, they lose their whole identity, and they lose their freedom. They're carted off into exile and taken captive by the Babylonians. It's the lowest point. They also lost their moral compass as a nation completely. This was the nation that was supposed to be an example to all the other nations around, guided by God, given God's standards, and yet they abandoned God. I mean, to the point where they were worshipping idols, false gods, and thinking that the thing to do was to sacrifice their own children to these false gods. That's how low they stooped. Now, we could say that we also, as a nation, we've lost so much. And we've also, let's be honest, lost our moral compass uh, as well. Perhaps not to that extent. But we have lost our way morally. You know, we, our health secretary has just stood down and the main issue has been that he broke the COVID guidelines. It doesn't mean to be such a bigger deal that he had an affair and uh, that... Uh, Two families have been really troubled by this. Three, six children. We've lost our moral compass. The amazing message of this passage is that despite all of that, there is still hope. And God will speak into our landscape. The people in this time, Ezekiel, after chapter and chapter, he, uh, he describes in graphic detail how they've strayed from God. It's shocking language that he uses. And perhaps most shocking of all, Ezekiel says that God's glory has departed. They've lost the glory of God. There's actually an image that he has in his mind that God's glory leaves the building. God's glory leaves the land. They're abandoned by God. They've lost God. It's absolutely awful. And which is why, when we come to this chapter, chapter 47 at the end of Ezekiel, it's all the more amazing that God brings life, that God brings new life, and that God's presence returns. You see, the people were sorry for what they'd done, and they repented, and they turned back to God. And God says, I will give you a new life. I will breathe new life into you. We looked at that a few weeks ago, thought about God breathing life into dry bones. And God gives his promise that now I will be with you. This picture is of the temple in Jerusalem. Now, that temple had been destroyed 
razed to the ground, invaded by the Babylonians, and all the stuff taken away. But Ezekiel has a vision of this temple restored. I want to say, we have had a hard time. This nation has had a hard time, but God is in the business of restoring. God is in the business of rebuilding. And he wants to rebuild your life. He wants to rebuild the UK. But we have to come to his presence. Ezekiel is shown the temple by the man in, in his vision. And there's water coming out from the threshold of the temple. Now normally, if you go to the entrance of a building and there's water coming out, you've got a problem. There's a leak. There's a flood. You don't want that in your house, right? But he comes to the temple and there's water coming out. But it's not a literal picture. It's just a symbolic thing that he's seeing uh, in a vision. Water is coming out from the temple and it's trickling out, just a trickle to start with, and then it heads eastward. And the man gets out his measuring stick or his measuring tape and he says, let's measure this, where this water, see where the water goes and then measure it as well. And so uh, they, he, he leads Ezekiel through the water. And they don't just look at it from, they get in the water. And he goes about 500 yards and they're ankle deep. And then they go about another 500 yards and then they're knee deep. And they're still walking through the water. And then he takes them about another 500 meters, whatever, 1,000 cubits. Uh, and they get there and, and they're waist deep. And then they go another 500 and then it's a river that is like, You've got to swim. You can't cross it by walking. The amazing thing about this river is it starts with a trickle. Now, what normally happens with rivers is they start, they might start small and get bigger, but that's because these other tributaries are joining it, streams and burns and all that sort of thing. With this river, there's no other source. It miraculously, though, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The only source, though, is the temple. The only source is God's presence. I want to tell you, the UK needs this river. This river is a source of life. Now, what happens is, is as it goes, there are trees, and Ezekiel sees all these trees on the, by the side of the river, planted by the side of the river. And trees need water, and they need good uh, uh, irrigated soil and all the rest of it, and they they, they, they're there by the sides of the river and they grow up and they produce fruit and they have leaves that are for healing. If you read the Psalms, you go back to Psalm 1, it says that the person who trusts in the Lord, who meditates on God and dwells with God is like a tree planted by streams of water. Yielding fruit in season, leaves don't wither. That's what you're like if you're planted by the river of God. Now, then an incredible thing as well happens because this river, as Ezekiel sees it, <clears throat> it's a freshwater river, but it runs into one of the most salty seas in the world, the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has more than 10 times the amount of salt that the normal ocean has. And it's called the Dead Sea. Do you know why? Because <laughs> nothing lives in it. <laughs> it's way too salty. 
Now normally, in any normal river, when the river goes out uh, and reaches the sea, it gets kind of soaked up <laughs> by the sea, and what was fresh water becomes salt water. The sea kind of takes over. And of course, as we know, whether it's in the North Sea or the Atlantic or anywhere, there's plenty of life in those seas. There's fish and so on. But in the Dead Sea, there's absolutely no life at all. And the norm, in, in real life, the Jordan River goes into the Dead Sea and then what was fresh water becomes salty water. But in this vision, the fresh water goes into the Dead Sea and makes the Dead Sea alive. This is what God does to you. This is what God does for me. He takes our deadness and he makes us alive again. God is in the business of bringing life. And the UK needs this, and the UK needs us to get in the river. He ne the UK needs us to get planted by these, this river. Do you like swimming? Yeah? Some of us do. When I was growing up, we used to go to Whitley Bay um, swimming pool because, you know what, they had a wave machine. <laughs> they didn't do proper swimming there, but they had a wave machine. Loved a wave machine. And then the, um, the lights would shine. Oh, brilliant, the wave machine is coming on. Love that feeling of the waves throwing you up and down and all that sort of thing. It was brilliant. It's still there. <clears throat> When you get in the water, there's that feeling, maybe, especially if you can't touch the bottom, of feeling out of control. And it can feel like that when we get into God's river. We feel like if we let God take over in my life, I'm going to lose control. But this is the river of life. Jesus says, whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow. The world needs this, the UK needs this, and we need this. <laughs> There's a foretaste here of what God is going to bring about in eternity. In the book of Revelation, John has the picture of the same river. Right at the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22 says this, the angel this time it's an angel, showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God. Again, it's from God's throne, it's from God's presence, but also from the Lamb, from Jesus. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on the, each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations." This is a river that will be there in eternity. But it's also a river that is available to us now through what Jesus has done. See, I told you about the horror of the time of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel pulls no punches throughout most of the book and describing all the awful stuff that they'd done and how it was sin and they were going to bear the consequences of that sin. And he looked it in the eye and there's lament and it's awful. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, he cried out with lament. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
When Jesus was dying on the cross, he was looking right in the eye at sin. Right in the eye at all the awful stuff that had gone on in the world and that was going on in the world. Jesus did not flinch. He took it upon himself. Darkness covered the land. Jesus died on the cross, looking death in the face. But then he was victorious, rose from dead, and then he said, I'm going to send my spirit, the river. And this river is going to flow, and you're going to be able to drink streams of living water. And this is God's will for us now. In eternity, yes, but also now. I want to ask, <laughs> do you like swimming? <laughs> You're going to learn. Because <laughs> God is saying, come in. Maybe, if you're like me, you're a bit cautious and you, you know, you think, oh, well. And you know, you know that annoying person who's already in and goes, it's lovely when you're in. <laughs> and you think, yeah, okay, maybe. And we, we were up at the North Coast, just down the road from Whitley Bay, and there was this woman swimming in the North Sea. Hardcore. And it was not a warm day. Her husband was the towel bearer. <laughs> and uh, she comes out and I was like, that's very impressive. And she said, yeah, you just have to get through the pain. <laughs> I thought, good for you. Well done. I'm sure it's doing you the power of good. <clears throat> but we can be those who just like to watch, you know. But we've got to get in. Now, are you just experiencing a trickle right now? Maybe if we're honest, we are. And I feel like that sometimes myself. I feel quite dry sometimes myself. Maybe <clears throat> at times you felt like ankle deep. <laughs> Maybe you've gone a bit further. <clears throat> it doesn't really matter how we feel. The point is the river is flowing. And wherever we're at today, God is inviting us to step in. Now, if the river analogy doesn't work for you, think of yourself like a tree planted by the river. And your roots are going down into the ground. And you're getting food from God's word. You're getting food from the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you are growing. And you are producing fruit. And your leaves are going to mean healing for other people. So whatever works best for you, I want to invite you, as I've been challenging myself, Let's get into God's river. Let's stand, shall we, those of us who are here. And if you're at home, I just invite you to be aware of God's presence. So where we're at right now, <clears throat> know that there's an invitation. Know that God is wanting to restore. I just want to invite you to look to the source of the river, to God's presence right now.
we see the amazing effects of life and healing that, is, that it brings. But right now, just look to the source. Look to his presence. As we heard in Revelation, this water is crystal clear. It will wash you clean. It is fresh water. Thank you, God. Would you be pouring out your spirit afresh on us this morning? Come, Lord. Flow, river, flow. You know, we're among those who need healing. And our land needs healing. So we look to you, the source of life, Holy God. We repent of the times we've looked to other streams. We've been trying to build canals elsewhere and we're sorry for that, Lord. We come back today to you. The river of life. And I want to thank you Father, that your son Jesus paid the price for me. That my sin is not counted against me today, but that I am set free and that I'm able to come and get in this river. And I don't make it dirty by getting in the river. The river cleans me. <clears throat> and I don't bring death to the river because my life's a mess. The river brings life to me. I don't get in the way. The river carries me. Don't think you can't get in. Don't think that you're not welcome. That's a lie of the enemy. Don't think that God doesn't want you because he does. His heart is for you this morning. That is the truth of the gospel. Jesus died for you. He died on the cross to save you. He poured out his spirit so you could know that not as a historical fact but just as a, as a reality in your everyday life bless you father bless you son bless you holy spirit we praise you so we want to enter into your presence just as we are this morning and I want if you're cautious if you're nervous I just want to invite you to take one little step just take one little step. Start from where you're at. Take a step. See, as we take one step towards God, he takes big steps towards us. Maybe you're like the psalmist who's been in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And you're thirsty. You're thirsty for God's presence. You've not felt it for a long time. And... You are all dried up. Come to the river today. Come just as you are. Come to the river today. Hallelujah.